This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Namaskar, hello, welcome to News Laundry Hafta. I'm Abhinandan Sekhri, back after all sorts of busy stuff where Manisha was handling matters. Thank you, Manisha. You're most welcome. I will start off with something I haven't said in a while, so my mouth is tadpadoying to say it. Angrez apna lagaan aur News Laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. Pay to keep news free when the public pays, the public is served, when advertisers pay. Advertisers are served. Do support independent media, subscribe to News Laundry or any other news platform of your choice. Because unless you pay, advertisers will, and then news will serve them. Today on the panel, we have our very own Anand Vardhan. Hello. Who has been busy with obituaries of late, I noticed. Yeah, one uh, obituary after the other. <laughs> but really beautiful ones. I mean, yeah. at, the, at the risk of sounding very macabre, almost hoping someone regularly dies so I can read his really awesome work. <laughs> but everyone's looking at me like I'm really evil. Anand I, is I, I have that some... written an obituary of Dilip Kumar two years back. I have kept it. <laughs> उंड <laughs> And then they actually had a hat where all the reporters would put in who they think is going to be the first obituary to be used. So at oh. any given time, they have fifteen obituaries ready. <laughs> so um, <laughs> anyway, uh, from on the phone with us from Mumbai is Parth. Parth M N is that right? Yeah. And Parth is a special correspondent of the LA Times. He is based in Mumbai. He freelances with First Post, Quint, Catch News, and Pari as well. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Pari is an initiative started by. um pisainath um where they report on agrarian issues right rural affairs rural affairs yeah also on the panel manisha pande hi manisha and a managing editor raman sir hi raman sir hi and madhu is on her way shortly uh, we were starting without her because uh, for some reason the outer ring road red lights aren't working and she lives a fair distance away so she's still in traffic so Let's get straight to you parts because I know you have to leave in a bit. Uh we have a whole list of things we'll discuss. So here's what made news and the important developments in our country over the past week and let's see how much of this we can fit into this discussion of the hafta. The farmers marched in Maharashtra, unprecedented numbers marched into Mumbai with unprecedented calm. The UP and Bihar bipolar which we have seen wall to wall coverage of and I'm sure we'll discuss that as well. Aadhaar well SC extends the deadline indefinitely but just for those who are trying to file taxes the website still asks you to put an aadhaar number so this is one of the most confusing and bizarre cases i've seen in my lifetime then the finance bill was tabled without any discussion within i think 5 or 20 minutes worrying signs rahul gandhi and sonia gandhi tear into modi government uh, i don't think we'll have the time to discuss that because there are too many other important things the bjp pdp alliance or not is in trouble uh, i don't know whether we'll have time to discuss that and then of course there will be our recommendations so let's get into it but i'd just like to start with parth 
um, your coverage you were one of the first to go out and cover the farmers march yeah uh, so a um, i'd like to know what you saw on the ground why it's important and is it just symbolic that you know 30000 people march you do the loan waiver but it doesn't really solve any long term problems which i think we've also got a piece along those lines yeah and uh, so yeah was it basically the government just trying to avoid its anna move uh, moment without actually you know resolving any major issue uh, right so the first uh, to answer your first question i think the protest was a test case of how a march should be conducted uh, they were it was a uh, the participation was 40000 not at uh, at a single moment did the uh, did the entire morcha get unruly uh, after having walked for 6 days uh, in blistering heat they walked through the night to avoid inconvenience to the students appearing for the board exams in in mumbai so they were dignified and compassionate in their desperation and uh, the, the atmosphere they were determined and, and forceful uh, but at the same time they were extremely democratic in their protest so i think it was a test case of how a march should be conducted and uh, credit to the to the or to the organizers for uh, for organizing a brilliantly disciplined march uh, secondly uh, the uh, i saw on the ground uh, every person was uh, uh, had had its own story i, I met a 60 year old woman uh, who who had traveled with her 10 year old uh, grandson because her his parents were away and uh, even after the, uh, even when Uh, there was nobody to look after him she uh, looking i mean skipping the rally was not an option for her so she had, she had to uh, like participate in the march and i mean you you meet people you they'll tell you your stories what was ground zero for the march uh, it uh, nashik it began in nashik on march 6 and uh, it en- entered mumbai on the 11th of march uh, it, it was in the outskirts and then on the 12th they spent the day at azad maidan they walked through the night uh, of the 11th Uh, because on the 12th you had uh, ssc board exams so uh, uh, yeah so they began on 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 march 6 they uh, covered some uh, in, in the afternoon they began at 4 they covered some 20 25 kilometers on that day and then they kept they they, they were walking for about 9 uh, or 10 hours uh, a day covering around 30 35 kilometers uh, they had, they had pulled in grains food grains for the first two days they had wrapped uh, uh, wrapped uh, sabzi and roti in their newspapers Uh, then they had pulled in pulled in food grains to uh, and and then by taluka wise actually so uh, they would make food uh, in 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 an open ground somewhere uh, and uh, serve food in the, in those huge vessels right. so they were moving in batches so so um, my last question was and after that i'd let the panel come in and weigh in on the coverage of it and its significance my last hmm. question was did they get what they were what they set out to achieve or is this just another okay we'll do a loan waiver and fadnavis said we'll you know pay for your um, journey back but the farmers didn't take it they you know they paid for it themselves but yeah. how does it solve a long term problem that this will not happen another 4 years or 3 years down the line because this right. agrarian distress is not it's, it's a recurring narrative which like pops up when it goes down and it pops yeah, up correct. right so i think it would be sort of unfair to term the morcha success or the failure based on what based on the tangible changes it had uh, uh, through the meeting so the the first thing is i think uh, after calling them urban maoists the the, the the government had to sit and uh, sit across a table and negotiate for 5 hours is an, is an indication of the pressure it exerted on the government also the political parties who lined up to extend support 
I don't think they would have come within a mile of the march if uh, it hadn't been exerting pressure on the government. Uh, about the demands, uh, I think uh, you have cumulative impact, uh, uh, right, right, when you have sustained uh, movements. In 2017, June, we had a farm strike in Maharashtra, which resulted in a loan waiver, 34,000 crore loan waiver. It was obviously uh, marred with a lot of uh, caveats, but still, they had to sort of give give that loan waiver now they have made two changes in the in the loan waiver which are which can help the government but the main, most important uh, sorry which can help the farmers but the most important uh, demand of this march was the forest uh, rights act the implementation of forest rights act because most of the participants in the morcha were uh, tri tribals from nashik palgar dahanu and ahmednagar districts uh, they have been cultivating tilling that land for generations and uh, they, they, the, the, they still don't have the ownership of the land. So they feel they're at the mercy of forest officials who are letting them farm uh, in, in those areas. So that was the most important demand. And Fadnavis has said that he'll, uh, he'll form a, a committee and look into the matter. Right. But, uh, as you said, it is right. Uh, and it is said that the farmers have to go to the extent that they have to go uh, to, to get themselves heard. And to be honest, I also, uh, I think he will have to do something to after the uh, to, to deal with the perception crisis that the government is facing because of the march. But I also have doubts about the integrity of the government because immediately after the negotiations, uh, the next day in the assembly, Fadnavis lied to, in, in the assembly saying that we had uh, offered to approach, uh, offered to negotiate uh, right at the beginning in, in, when the march was in Nashik. I called up the organizers immediately after that and they said he's lying through his teeth. There was no communication from the government. And... Uh, uh, the, the first time that the government offered to meet or speak was on the uh, on the 11th of of March when they were in the uh, on the outskirts of of Mumbai. All right. Thanks. Uh, just uh, in all fairness, I think that urban Naxal statement was made by Sonam Mahajan. Hmm. Uh, no, Poonam Mahajan. Yeah. Mahajan. Poonam, sorry, Poonam, Poonam Mahajan. Which and she does you know take a line which is not in confidence or in consonance with her government so I'm mm. not sure she spoke for the government because they did distance themselves but okay let's start from you Anand uh, before you come in on the coverage of this and its importance and indeed its effectiveness uh, just two points I wanted to make one was you know um, like Parth pointed out that something of this size not to go out of hand mm. is awesome because I remember when I was in school in the 80s these farmers from Haryana and Punjab had marched to Delhi, right, to CP. And they weren't 30,000, they must have been just like two, 3,000. And on that, as they, from Janpath, they were approaching uh, um, that uh, the inner circle, they were grabbing and molesting any woman who came in their way. I mean, it was like a free-for-all. They were just like out there because people were shopping. Mm. And this was like 30,000 people and in silence to march. And even during the India Against Corruption movement, which, you know, I was a part of, you know, the initial team that organized it, there were just three or 4,000 people that had gathered here. And there were two or three instances, of course, people said that they had been planted by the Congress to try to disrupt it. But whatever the issue may be, I remember some media persons pushed around and we had to step in and said, please behave yourself. And there were some, you know, isolated cases of guys shouting all nonsense. So for 30,000 people to remain like that, I mean, I was blown away just by that. And, 
yeah this is the first time i saw it covered across all channels except republic i think they were doing something about daud or some tweet or the other but everyone else no, did no the they cover, republic covered uh, republic thought it was important to cover the the traffic issues because of the, the i see so yeah anand uh, let's start with you on all aspects that we covered see in english media only two english newspapers have a weekly page on ruler india hmm. i think indian express on thursday and yeah. hindu has it one day uh but okay so uh there is also a urban middle class guilt which somehow unthinkingly ap- some endorses every kind of farmers movement some of may have uh, 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 rational claims some may not so uh, the coverage i thought was uh, uh, an manifestation of agony porn Hmm. so uh, with uh, bruised uh, feet and this uh, so uh, it also agni porn in the sense that it uh, was turned into a spectacle and a spectacle invites media it was covered it also ca- came to a critical mass where you couldn't couldn't uh, ignore it hmm. so uh, it gains after a point uh, a mass where you you cannot ignore it also the urban middle class in india things that uh, with its uh, supermarket uh, buying uh, food through supermarkets the it's only connect to uh, the farmland has to endorse these uh, movements but uh, um, say f- uh, farm loan waiver or uh, second uh, electricity waiver now only uh, farmers uh, by an uh, statistical account i was seeing uh, consume 23% of electricity in india and pay only 7% of the bill so uh, then farmers waivers uh, and the loan waivers which already has is 0.7% of the gdp it means last 3 years of farm loan waivers if the statistics that i have read are correct mm. so uh, uh, these two things plus the uh, the falling uh, uh contribution of agriculture to gdp which has uh, has gone to around oh, i think 22% and uh, mm, but uh, still a major section of population is dependent on agriculture mm. so we have too many farmers for uh, uh, and uh, wine food uh, too little uh, land so uh, this skewed employability uh, structure will get expression in such kind of protests, uh, protests mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the governmental response to it uh, with these waivers because uh, make no mistake about it farmers are the biggest community to be appeased in india mm-hmm. so uh, then that is also one of the things that uh, what are the long term solutions the uh, better structures of employment are the moving out that's from the, the only solution i mean you have to uh, have uh, more uh, employment to so get more people of farming two years back i i was uh, in means uh, working in an editorial consultancy team for a, a farmers magazine and uh, which was headed by an eminent journalist i don't want to name him so uh, and they used to have a monthly seminar in iic and where they invited uh, agriculture policy makers economists and many of them were of the salt paper beard variety of genu and uh, some were bureaucrats also so 
almost everyone spoke the same thing almost everyone spoke the same thing irrespective of their ideological persuasion even for token representation they had people from an organization affiliated to rss farmers wing or something so this is uh, farmers magazine was also uh, a, a publication of bharat krishak samaj which is uh, headed by ajay veer jakhar yeah. um, so his grandson grandson so uh, everyone spoke the same and and the solutions uh, were not there solutions were uh, just uh, around how bad is, no and uh, no government has ever satisfied uh, uh, farmers that, mm. that, that is it hmm. manisha True. you want to weigh in on this so uh, on the coverage yeah i mean i get point of agony porn I, i mean um i think telegraph had a front page with uh, you know this f- foot of a lady of a man i don't know but a foot badly blistered with Rose, you know the headline yeah. this should choke you yeah. i think that is kind of it's this kind of gimmicky thing doesn't help i think what i liked was more indian express where they had on their front page they had voices of just 10 people just saying why they were there mm. i think indian express among the english newspapers had the best coverage because it also told you that a lot of these guys don't have access to banks or loans or credits these are tribals who've been tilling forest land and what they want is the name to be transferred the land to be transferred in their name so they want implementation of the forest rights act that was one of the biggest demands uh, you know it wasn't just another case of loan waivers though that was also important so but i think also some like in mumbai mirror uh, the there was this journalist alka who uh, shot some pictures of you know uh, chappals and you know feet bleeding that also changed the narrative because in the beginning it was all like okay communists aa gaye hain city mein they've taken over the city and all and when you realized you know when these pictures started coming out these are really like you know probably the worst off among farmers these are tribals poor guys who've come you also then saw the city really welcome these guys yeah i thought that was you know you remarkable. had people come out you know so it also generated a sort of empathy and a sort of a welcoming attitude among citizens in mumbai you had people giving them water poha biscuits and all that i think that was remarkable that kind of irrespective of whether you agree with the ideology the demand or or who's organizing fact, it yeah, that's just a first. that human you know that uh, okay they've uh, come they've walked for long let's welcome them and they're peaceful they're generally i've never I seen that i wonder if yeah. it's also like a marathi solidarity thing i don't know if it would happen in the cow belt is it is it a marathi solidarity thing all those people no but some of those guys they were no, they were sikh so, uh, they were sikh sikh uh, langars also sorry yeah. uh, sorry par there yeah, were some there sikh langars also but who like the marathi yeah, yeah. Uh, in hmm. fact a lot of uh, residential groups helped them and they were there not in uh, uh, marathi localities so hmm. i don't think it was a marathi sol- sol- solidarity uh, it, it was just the fact that they 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 walked in and, and I, to be honest i was quite surprised uh, to see the welcome that they received uh, but uh, uh, along the express highway from thane to uh, somaya ground and then towards azad maidan they uh, uh, residential groups individual groups political parties had uh, lined up at every junction to to serve them as manisha said poha biscuit bananas water and right. it was quite heartwarming to see that um raman sir you can comment but i just want to make one quick observation before that uh, which is that um i think also what the media often does is when you know this whole the urban naxal thing was said by this mahajan uh, who's an mp of not much consequence and like vivek agnihotri and vivek agnihotri yeah. who is a proxy for the government yeah. make no mistake he and appears on panels <laughs> at the you know you know on on behalf of of the bjp and he says the most idiotic thing yeah. so i think it is this tendency which is the twitterization of 
you know media where you pick up the weakest argument because you know twitter is full of the dumbest arguments and you attack that rather than pick up the smartest argument and attack yeah, that because your intellectual victories are easy then exactly it's easy then and i think that kind of muddies a narrative rather than pick up the finest arguments from both sides you pick up the dumbest and attack those ha huh, sir uh, as a media person 40000 people they staged a six day walk hmm. okay in this walk they ensured that students will not get disturbed they ensured that they they did not molest anyone they did not disturb hmm. they were walking in the night so i think as a media person if i want to romanticize you know with these guys while writing a story why not i don't see anything wrong in it first hmm. of all okay even even the blisters or whatever they got while walking six days and and, and look at their social economic background hmm. so in that context i think whatever the media has reported whatever little hmm. that they have reported i think uh, it was valid i and now having said that let's come to the issues i think there was again we as urban people are just getting a couple of issues the the land issue uh, sorry they 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 are saying that forest uh, rights act lawn waivers lawn waivers okay so the lawn waivers uh, lawn, uh, i mean that, that's the only issue that is coming to our mind right but because it's the simplest there is a the others will be complex there is a forest act each one of them had their own story each one of them if somebody somebody is tilling a land for say 20 years and the land is yet not in her name so some forest act had come and had ensured that such a thing is going to happen but it has happened so that is why i personally feel that uh, the chief minister has of course i mean when the 40000 invade the mumbai city he didn't have any other thing to say yes we accept your demands mm. but now i think in the, the as a follow up i mean we the media persons in next six months we should see that what where it goes in fact i want to come to that whether we follow up with stories or not parts yeah. before we let you go i have you know just one uh, more question i mean uh, you've been covering this i guess for a while since you do write for pari Uh, yeah. I, I remember i don't remember it was the sakal times or deshunnati one it was a marathi paper which used mm-hmm. to have this uh, during the upa time on the top right every day the paper had uh, manmohan singh's uh, basically outline his blue turban and beard and the face was empty but you could make out his manmohan which was in the shape of a noose and mm-hmm. it had a count of how many farmers suicides i mean what the numbers reached and that owner had right. met him he'd come to delhi and he explained to me on a diagram why um, f- variety of reasons including the death of earthworms has led to yield going low how earthworms you know what their density used to be what it is now and it was kind of complicated and i i had never he says we cover that in a marathi paper but english media will not cover it like this because it is a little more complex in pari yeah. which is only looking at agrarian uh, you know issues or rural issues yeah. um I I understand you write for them, so I I do. I mean, it's a bit too much to expect you to be completely objective. But you think it is possible to communicate the complexity of the issue, and that there is, and and is it true that there is no solution other than get more people off farming? It's it's not sustainable in its present form. It is not sustainable in its uh, in its present form because I'll give you an example of uh, how the mismatch of between investment and return is. Uh, the CACT report of 2017-18 pegs the. production cost of jowar for example at 2100 per quintal and the msp was 1700 how do you make profit out of that cotton which is supposed to be a cash crop 
as uh, its, its production cost and investments is uh, around the same. So even if you have decent rainfall, there's little room for profits. And uh, I mean, I've, uh, in the last year that I've been documenting Maratwada for uh, Pari, I've met several farmers who uh, nobody wants, uh, who have told them that have told me that they don't want their kids to continue. Uh, farming and I'm not one of those who believes that farm kids should continue uh, farming but yeah. I, uh, but the problem right now is that they are choosing to be uh, construction workers, drivers, chauffeurs ahead of uh, ahead of being, being farmers so what the current trend is doing is it is basically uh, giving uh, cheap labor to rich people in cities right that that is an ominous trend. And for that, that, you have to have some concrete, concrete solutions. Uh, loan waiver can only be a, a permanent, uh, sorry, a temporary relief because you had that in 2008-9 and you're still back to square one in 2017-18. So uh, uh, you need to have proper credit raising systems, which we don't have right now in Maratwada and places, places like Vidarbha, which is why uh, most of the farm loans or the loans of the farmers are not with the banks, but with the private money lenders who charge exorbitant interest rates like Six percent per month, which is even a supposedly manageable amount ends up dealing the grave. So you have to have proper credit raising systems. You have to have uh, a, 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 a proper balance between investments and returns. And uh, uh, I mean, it is it is a long term solution. It, it, you have to have you have to come up with some policy changes for for, for that. Sure. Um, okay. Um, Thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate your inputs and uh, thank, good luck thanks. on your reporting and great job on reporting on issues that thank tend you, to be forgotten you. otherwise. Thank you, Vinay. All right. Bye. Okay, let's move on from that to two other issues I want to discuss and um, then we can, you know, see if we have time for some of the other, you know, smaller issues of uh, Sonia Gandhi's interview and all that. But um, I wanted to discuss one is yesterday's um, result at one Bihar uh, Lok Sabha constituency, two in UP, Phulpur, Gorakhpur, and BJP's loss in all three. Um, the obvious glee on the faces of many of the journalists, <laughs> including Rajdeep. Glee Rajdi. and sadness. Uh, glee yeah. and sadness, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, actually, you know, one thing that I find. I think I, I just found that the happiest people were those who cover BJP. They were very happy about it. Yeah, because that. they're treated badly. <laughs> but I, I just, you know, I just Mr. find it. Uh, Yogi Adityanath is also happy in a way. I will come to it. Oh, really? That, that yes. should be an interesting one. Anand always comes up with a good googly perspective. But uh, just a couple of things that I wanted to kick this off with is, you know, the self-awareness level with some of our media friends and professionals is like Trump level. You know, like Trump's self-awareness, like when he says, I'm a very stable genius. I mean, doesn't he realize how idiotic that sounds? I mean, I don't think he realizes. He just says that. He says, Dekho, main itni achhi baat ki. I was watching Republic uh, last night and uh, Malviya, uh, Amit Malviya, the, the BJP uh, that see. fair guy, he looks up. Shivam will kill me, but doesn't he look like Shivam without a beard? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, he was not Shivam. Exactly, that is Shivam. Yeah, on NDTV. No, no, that no, was Shivam. That was Shivam. <laughs> no, sorry, Shivam. But, but so Mal, Amit Malviya was saying that he was sitting on Republic with everyone shouting at the top of their voices at each other. And he says, See, I don't like to be in debates where everyone is shouting. I was like, Dude, like, you're sitting in Republic and you're sitting there every other night. And on top of that, 
Arnab to start with apologize to him about 5 times sorry i'm going to rip into you sorry don't mind but i'm going to ask you tough questions you know the level of servility this you know chest thumping yeah. king kong he doesn't realize how idiotic that looks i mean i'm blown away and then he was saying please do not shout on my show he was telling some other dude who was trashing yogi i was like hang on <laughs> Isn't that what people do on your show? It wasn't the issue on uh, Republic. It, it was on the Yogi. Congress was decimated. Yeah, at Congress, <laughs> it was. So I just find the self-awareness level. So I think it's really funny. I actually watched TV after a long time this week, last night and night before last, and I forgot how much fun it is sometimes. But uh, yeah, coming to that, um, Anand, your views on the coverage, on the glee, or, no, or the disappointment? Uh, means I, I just saw the results, not the coverage. So mm. I, so let us uh, first uh, huh. other people. No, you go. discuss uh, go the coverage. Tell us why Yogi is happy. Huh. Tell us why Yogi is happy. Uh, he curious. didn't get his choice of candidate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People must have. Yes, means uh, uh, to. two three things uh, i will also talk about bihar results because that was less discussed yeah. oh yes sorry bihar uh, so there was one <laughs> so, mp uh, lok sabha constituency and two assembly constituencies and one of them was won by rjd one bjp one by bjp so, so it's a status quo there everyone has held on to their seats everyone retained yes okay so uh, um, anyway so yogi adityanath uh, glee not glee but uh, he has scored a point in the uh, I, i think correspondents there would be aware of it why it has not come in their reports i don't know uh, but the talk in gorakhpur uh, to the people uh, i have talked and also seeing the votes that they got in the areas even in the mutt area bjp has done very badly yeah where so, the mutt is correct so Uh, it was after 20 years that a non-mart candidate was put mm. and uh, uh, yogi adityanath knows that if he was the candidate it would have been an easy win uh, and if and if there was an a mart candidate the, there would be the scene would be different if not an easy win but uh, mm, the there is an internal turf war in bjp particularly up bjp to cut him down to size and uh, uh, also uh, there was a pressure to put a non mat candidate which he initially resisted but he, uh, what he did that that he didn't pressurize the mat to canvas for the bjp so candidate he didn't have the must move for all out hindu hindu yuva vahini Uh, uh, and uh, so it uh, he was not very enthusiastic with the campaign not the mat was anyway involved because he knows his permanent political capital is in mat he may be cm today may not be tomorrow but his permanent political capital is the, is in the mat so uh, uh, that that is uh, gorakhpur loss is not a big worrying point for yogi adityanath himself because he can retain if uh, he is the candidate and this uh, but the larger worry point for bjp it seems is the transfer of uh, non yadav obc and non jatav uh, dalit votes to uh, sp sp bsp 
टू एस पी बी एस पी ऑल्सो बाई इलेक्शन बाई इलेक्शन लोकसभा पोल्स हैव कैरेक्टर ऑफ एन असेंबली पोल मीन्स इनकम्बेंट इन द स्टेट इज हाँ बिकॉज द कैंपेन कैनॉट गो नेशनल and uh, the campaign cannot be that way so did the prime minister and uh, no yeah. he didn't no he didn't no big stars canvassed it was all uh, state machinery means a state bjp mm-hmm. so uh, 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 fourth is uh, um, the thing that uh, before 2019 lok sabha polls if it is not preponed uh, so uh, now bjp has unknown quantity to reckon with that is sp bsp coming together and they know what is capable of and they know what is now they have to prepare for this now they have to prepare for this they could have been caught uh, off guard if it uh, it came in 2019 now they have an year to uh, uh, work out a strategy for it and uh, the biggest challenge would be to get the non yadav obc and non jatav dalits with them I, tell us about the bihar why no, is what is the bihar UP okay we'll do the up so actually there's an interesting uh, kind of a turf for that i've heard of between adityanath and his deputy cm keshav maurya also yeah. where there have been instances of keshav maurya being snubbed by yogi adityanath and two days before the vote akhilesh yadav actually brought that up in his speech that look these guys inone morias ko bhi matlab samman nahi diya and also that could also be that was probably to get the morias and the other obcs other than yadavs to their side uh as far as coverage is concerned i really like this one observation someone made that the guys uh, the so called left you know uh, support or anti bg media is happier uh, than uh, akhilesh and the guys who are with the bjp in the media are uh, sadder than yogi adityanath himself and it is so true like you do see that i did see like journalists being more involved in this than i mean yogi gave a pretty gracious speech said that okay this happened and we learn from it but when it was debated on television news it really became like it was their battles so that was funny to watch i mean he he said also, over think, confidence let yeah. us down and by over confidence i think he was certainly hinting at that uh, in gorakhpur bjp minus uh, math is nothing also that sends out a signal for 2019 i guess that if you want us like you know if you want us to canvas for you for up for 2019 you better kind of except uh, our whatever uh, I mean, uh, importance so raman sir come in i just had two observations to make on both of us one is i don't think his speech was gracious at all i think mm-hmm. it was quite churlish when he said that this opportunistic allowance coming together has beaten us and so it was no you don't have to say that you can just straight up say we lost we I mean, can see it, it was it's an opportunist alliance so, i'd say uh, um <laughs> again that's debatable but what mm-hmm. i'm saying is right now was it a gracious speech i okay. don't you see don't it was gracious so. at all not even by you know not even close and as far as um him not backing you know the bjp candidate because he wasn't a much candidate i mean I, i don't know how credible that is I, i mean i know that you know enough people in the rss have said that rss didn't canvass for vajpay in 2004 that led to him not winning but the rss that time was stronger than vajpay was a weak prime minister i mean he had to go to you know i remember him trying to pacify mamta i, I mean in hindi jaise bolte hain i don't think abhi yogi ki aukat hai ki modi ko challenge kar paaye but i don't know i Shayad i UP I, 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 i find it highly unlikely that yogi can can no, yogi can beyond gorakhpur he can so he can't uh-huh. so i don't see how he can show his muscle because other than that one little varo hmm. uh, what influence does he have surely he's smart enough to know that no so, even so. in gorakhpur uh, mat politics definitely plays a major role 
but this is also a fact that uh, SP and BSP has they have come together you know for the first time I mean second and time after the second time yeah. I mean after mm. 20 years uh, 20 I mean that hmm. see I mean, something which that? something which I never uh, you know anticipated but in politics yes uh, everything is possible because after ha uh, that uh, you know attack on mayawati hmm. i never thought that mayawati is going to come with sp and also the kind of politics that evolved over the years was sp versus bsp you know in the state so now so mat politics definitely is a has a major role in uh, gorakhpur but the fact that the sp bsp have come together is equally very important and that is what you know these two i think what the experiments just before the 2019 and uh, with my uh, mulayam singh not around so mayawati is also seeing a you know very uh, good possibility of aligning with these people uh, with with the uh, akhilesh and, uh, and akhilesh can always culpable uh, that you know the shivpal that generation was a horrible generation yeah, i have not that also uh, i'm not like my father i'm not like my father it's a question of her survival also right okay she has done very badly in the past uh, but again i would say that we should not overread it uh because uh, at the end of the day there was the polling was very less hmm. uh, uh the mat as uh, anand says that there was nobody from the mat so the internal politics also played a little role and uh, but i still want to give weightage to the to the formidable alliance that may come up for 2019 well, we'll have to which see. is going to be very very mayawati has left many uh, parties high and dry so <laughs> <laughs> she's as dependable as jaya was <laughs> yes so she can That walk out in with a drop of a hat madhu's here madhu how was traffic today impossible <laughs> impossible <laughs> i know actually uh, even when i came in the morning that said the red lights weren't working so no, i don't no, know if it was forget about the red lights from the time i left my home It's taken me one hour mm. and fifteen minutes to get here. Yeah, it took me two wow. hours yesterday. But today there was a problem. I think yesterday and today there's a problem. This is not normal because even this morning it wasn't. But I don't know. I was. I don't even want to talk about. You got to start watching TV in your car. At least you can use your time well. <laughs> so <laughs> you still get frustrated, you know. Anyway, what uh, on this subject? What I think is that looking at 2019, I think we're. seriously looking at an election which will <clears throat> which will be an election of alliances the opposition i would predict which journalists shouldn't predict but i would think it's highly possible that there will be a very strong alternative opposition but it will be only with alliances i don't think the congress party can go on its own anywhere and um, i think they realize it also yeah. but I think that is worrying because um alliances in our country uh, well in any country actually alliances uh, have a high degree of instability mm. and so that does not go well hmm but um I had one more uh, you know bit which wasn't covered so much because you know the result became a big deal and i think the biggest story yesterday was the finance bill how it was passed yeah. you know i wanted yeah this um, fade de souza yesterday she did a great piece yeah. yeah she was i've never seen her so furious mm. she was saying it's our tax money it's it's been passed without discussion uh arbitrarily high handedly she was and uh, i didn't see either the newspapers or the television 
uh, channels taking it up as seriously as as she did actually today the express has taken this up rather seriously on the front page it was you know at par with the yogi uh, uh, loss of the financial being passed in 36 minutes but the thing about yesterday. print is you don't show outrage exactly you can't show so, outrage uh, so mm-hmm. i yeah i thought that was an important discussion and i'm glad she did it uh, i don't know if anybody else did i i don't think so at least what i watched um there were just two things before we come to bihar result anand you can tell us on that and then we just move on to the finance bill one was the um you know what he said about morya the dm of that you know the place who throughout the media once sp started leading is that legal is that not legal we've carried a piece on yeah. that while he has the jurisdiction it is not done. i mean i've collect i've covered elections even in the ballot paper time madhu when you had sent me to an uh, counting center and i made such a fool of myself <laughs> but un din rubber band se bandte the rubber bands are coded 10 10 ki thaddiyan so you could and there's a jali between that and us uh-huh. और वहाँ मुझे तो झंड पता भी नहीं कि हो क्या रहा है तो जो सब करते मैं भी वही कर लेता था दूरदर्शन वाला अब दूरदर्शन वाले एक बजे चले हम तो लंच के लिए जा रहे हैं अब हम काम नहीं करेंगे अब प्राइवेट सेक्टर में तो ये नहीं ले सकता आई वुड गेट कॉल्स अब बताओ मैंने कहा मैं किसको कॉपी करूँ नो वन एनी सो But you were allowed in the counting center. How did I trust you? I don't there's know. This, there's this jali. <laughs> there's this jali between you know you and. Yeah, and I know. After that, I've done various. You sir must have uh. done. <laughs> so it is unusual for him to throw them out without giving valid reason. Yeah. Now it did not translate to any victory or losses. I think that's besides the point. Were processes followed as they should be followed? That no, but I think it was Manisha. You wrote the piece. Ma- Amit had written the piece. Amit wrote the piece. I think he points out that it's their duty to inform them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Election Commission clearly says that even if you're not allowed at the centre, after every round, you have to update the media with yes. the tr- uh, trends. Because uh, just one constituency was contested, and the results came by evening. They should have come by morning. So I think that is problematic, irrespective whether it leads to loss or victory. And the process have to be followed. And the second thing is, I believe this guy is a Thakur, right? This DM. Yeah. Rotelas are Thakurs, yeah. And I, I believe basically what I think, sir Raman, you were saying, or Anand, you were saying that this whole entire Maurya Thakur, uh, Yogi, seen as only putting Thakurs in place, irrespective of you know whether they are acceptable to the rest of the party or not, and that has led to a lot of friction. So this entire myth that the Hin- BJP combines the Hindu vote and doesn't do Jati politics, from what I hear, is just that a myth? It's yeah. not all true at the all. parties. मोनाख so i anyway bihar results now i, I, I didn't uh, see the point of uh, chest thumping by rjd because uh, the lok sabha seat that it had won was uh, means uh, has always been a uh, uh taslimuddin stronghold mohammad taslimuddin if one may remember he was the for- former uh, union minister also 
and uh, he was a major embarrassment for manmohan singh government if it was capable of embarrassment hmm. so uh, he uh, and uh, he started his career as a cattle smuggler in indo bangladesh border in 97 98 there was a front page story where yeah. there was a sting operation on him either and he had a lot of criminal charges including rape he was in ja- on rape, rape right yes, he was in jail yes, yes so the person who has won there is his son sarfraz alam oh yes so his son it's a, it has a 39% 38 or 39% muslim population it is very difficult for a non muslim to win there uh it's neighboring district kisanganj has 67% muslim population one of the few constituencies in india which has a muslim majority mm. so uh, sahwaj hussain comes from there so uh, uh so uh, they just held on to their seat they just we are the was just thumping that as if it was a great victory and this and why was uh, there a bipole there was the uh, he sasmuddin passed away Okay, he died. I, and his son was is uh, an MLA, and he resigned from JDU. And just like a career progression, if your uh, a company is offering you a, a better position, so he thought thought that RJD is uh, offering me to contest MP po- uh, seat mm. there, and it's a safe seat. MLA is MP, but uh, it's mm. a safe seat. So, and in Bhabua, in Bhabua, uh, Rinki Pandey of BJP. one uh, uh, she was uh, this is the video of the of the deceased mla so that was again so okay. so it was a phone conclusion so <laughs> no, it was no, not that important both sympathy alias and in jahanabad again a sitting incumbent hmm. mla uh, was from rjd I, i i don't know why the polls were held there but anyway rjd held that, that seat and uh, so in bihar what was the, there was a status quo n- uh, no gains no loss for any party mm. i see i'll just quickly read a letter and after that we can just move on with the next subject we'll let madhu decide what that will that will be this is from gorav vashisht hey news laundry team i have been a news laundry subscriber from august 2016 and this is mainly because of nl hafta your mix of people with different ideologies provided me to look into news from a news perspective i would wait for friday to hear you guys for one to two hours aggravated by the fact that i live in stockholm sweden away from the motherland i would rather hear you guys discuss news events than the friends back in india being trained in whatsapp university thank you very kind of you gorav However, in the last couple of months, I've started not to enjoy Hafta and slept through or shut it down in the middle. Oh, how mean, Gaurav! I'm heartbroken. Mostly due to the fact that after you started NL Charcha, NL Hafta changed its language to English only. ऐसी क्या बातें हम अभी चेंज कर लेते हैं? आप फोकम तो करो. दो चार गालियाँ भी पेल देते हैं. I was just that one Abhinandan or Anand, the South Indian one. That's Anand Ranganathan. You're the North Indian Anand. Okay, Anand Ranganathan. Please take. East or North? Huh? Or Madhu or Manisha join NL Charcha and give it a youthful feeling. Madhu's thoughts are still young. Gaurav Vashish, Gaurav. Uh, I ma- resent that. Ma- you resent. As if young is better. Sorry. Oh, okay. So young, is- but what he is saying is that he saying that Hafta and Charcha because it's become English only and that's Hindi. It has lost its flavor and that youthful zing that was there isn't there in Charcha. So he wants you or Manisha to add the youthful zing. So oh, in, in, okay. in Charcha, <laughs> so why not Manisha? Let's accept that. Yes. In fact, uh, Madhu, you're looking even more youthful today. You've done something new with your hair. Very nice, huh? Yeah, yeah. I noticed. What's it's it called? Nice. Sadhana cut. 
I don't know. I, I cut know. the bangs myself. <laughs> half the half the time I was giving myself a haircut. I don't. If I if I was a child, I'd be so oh, scared. I, my children still resent it. You used to cut the yourself. Yeah. Oh and god. once I gave Shaila a punk haircut. Oh dear god. She still resents. <laughs> which is why she's so conservative now. <laughs> the other letters by Kritika. Dear News Laundry, the flavor of Hafta 160 Reporters Without Borders 9 and NL Chacha 12 was exactly the same, heavily tilted towards the Indian political left. I became a subscriber of NL only because it's it used to give a balanced point of view in place of a shouting match. But this week, but with this week's podcast, I am pushed to reevaluate my decision to continue. I intend to hear the next three weeks' podcast, and if you continue to bring only people from one side, I will be sad to discontinue my subscription. Then don't be sad. Don't discontinue it. Missed both Hanans who bring discussions. One side meaning which side? Are they too liberal two, or too right? Two, I think two, le- two, two, left. Li- two left. So she says I miss both Hanans. Are you left or right? Anand? No, according to her, he's right, but I don't think Anand identifies himself as right. How do you identify yourself? Nothing. I have no idea. Slightly conservative. You're that's nothing, what Anand. You're huge. Huh? <laughs> I said your personality is not nothing. It's huge. <laughs> he, he, you missed this thing he had said this morning. He pissed off about half of our view listeners i was talking about you know that that, that um, obituaries he's i'm at the risk of sounding very morbid he writes such beautiful obituaries i mean he writes beautifully anyway but, then, was very but nice. obituaries i mean bring out the best in him so i was saying i'm almost hoping if someone dies every week so i can read so he says yes i have one for dilip kumar ready <laughs> yes because uh, he he was ill and uh, and someone asked to me to write because he's going to die in most so. of the la- larger news organizations they have oh, already <laughs> So Kritika goes on to say, missed both Hanans who bring discussions to center and, you know, border right. To Prakash K. Ray, who recommends my Hanuman Chalisa, I would like to counter that. Who, sorry, who's Prakash K. Ray? Was Maybe in, in Hindi, yes. Achha, he was in Charcha, sorry. He's bureau, Delhi Bureau Chief of Prabhat Khabar. Okay, sorry Kritika, I, I, I wasn't here that week, not so I, I don't know, but I, I guess she's referring to that. He has recommended my Hanuman Chalisa, I would like to counter that. Deep Nayak's work as full of errors. Listen, and she's given a link to his work being deconstruction. I guess deconstruction is what she means to understand how many misreadings, misinformations he makes. Thanks and regards. Kritika, you know, the thing is, we don't bring anyone on, on uh, Hafta and Charcha other than, you know, one guest who talks about, like, if we were discussing the uh, Farmers March, we just like to have someone who was reporting from there. But otherwise, it's only the in house team. So, um, that's our in-house team. And the reporters are orders. I think they don't uh, typically give so many opinions as they just do about which report they liked and which they didn't. And I think people in the youth tend to be a little left of center. And as they get more older, they become right. That's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. So Madhu, um, you can decide what you want to kick off the next discussion with. Or if you want to weigh in on the Farmer's March, which we discussed the when you went here. Farmer's March, you see, um, all of you must have seen that clip about the Mumbaikers. Helping them. Helping, helping them. I think, um, I think it was really important, really, really important in the sense that when such a mass of people come together and they get the support without any official pleading or asking or demanding from people and it is spontaneously done, I think the BJP should think. Hmm. It should think because if... Um, that kind of support that comes from people who respect f- the farmers in s- in such a de- demonstrative way, I think it's um, something that 
the BJP should think about. It's very much like the children in uh, high school students in America who staged this march and protested and walkouts in from schools uh, asking for uh, the gun regulation. Uh, yeah, it it is a wake up call for Trump that when that kind of support comes against the NRA, he's forced to listen. And I think the way it was conducted in silence so that the students could study and not be disturbed, it was extraordinary. Right. No, very true. I completely agree. In fact, we had discussed that earlier. Now, uh, before we get into the finance bill, which you know I'm sure a lot of people have much to say about, I was just wondering if we would just like to discuss briefly, Madhu, um, or you can choose something else, about Naresh Agarwal's Naachne Wali Jai Badrai Bachchan. And is I it think, symptomatic of a larger I problem? I think Minal Pandey's uh, piece today... In The Express. In The Express is really good. Uh, it's a serious piece. And I think she's done her research and done it properly. It's good journalism. I, I'm not against these people saying these things. Because I think it's good that these issues are opened up. It shows their mentality. And exposure of that mentality is important. Right. So I'm grateful that he said it because it brings up the issue on how women are viewed. In fact, I think yeah, Raman said... My problem is, uh, you know, with such people, because I was with Express in uh, in uh, Lucknow. So I had very closely, you know, looked at him and we did a series of stories to expose him even at that time. But such guys just continue to get importance in the political yeah, sphere. It doesn't diminish them politically. Uh, and he has changed so many parties, so many parties and even uh, the there were some charges of corruptions also against him. Uh, so he and his family. But my problem is, I mean, over the years I see that such people never get affected. But what is the moral bar? I would like to ask everyone. That, uh, that in the past have we ever seen a political party asking somebody to leave because of his either corruption or his uh, misogynist statement or something that is inhuman or cruel on any morality has anyone okay Andy Tiwari yes it happened um, but other than that Andy oh, wow. Tiwari was uh, asked to leave his party. I don't know this. when he was governor. He hmm. was caught. Achha, achha, when he was having an orgy. I in mean, his I think uh, <laughs> Advani resigning Advani when his resigned. name appeared in the Jain Diaries is the only one. For those of you who don't know what you're talking about, who are living overseas, Naresh Agarwal, who used to be with the Samajwadi Party um, and has a son who's an MLA with the party, did not get a Rajya Sabha nomination. It was given to Jaya Bachchan instead because they only had one Rajya Sabha seat. He defected to the BJP, got the Rajya Sabha seat, and while sitting there in the press conference called her a Nachnevali, that a Nachnevali was chosen over me because he's obviously more graceful than a Nachnevali or whatever it is. So that's the context. Mm. Uh, but sir, you know what you were saying earlier, that um, behind closed doors, I, I know, um, you know, when I was in Bombay for a few months with India Today before, uh, you know, I quit, um, there was the journalist there. I mean, I had never met Bal Thakra at the time. He was still alive. But they used to say that when Bal Thakre, you know, after his press conference, he sits with his mug of beer with ice in it. He was famous for that. And he'd sit and all these people would sit in front of him and he'd tell jokes. He'd talk about women politicians and women journalists in such crass terms that, I mean, I was in my 20s then. Even I, in my all-boys locker room, would not talk like that about women. And naming really? them. Really? Bal Thakre? Bal Thakre. Mulayam Singh used to do this. Mulayam Singh apparently used to do the same thing. Now the thing is, if these journalists sit there and laugh at that, 
I don't know how, you know, what retribution you expect from the political class. Um, I, I hope it's changed, but I know for a fact that used to happen. And I used to listen to these stories with my jaw, like, on the ground. I was like, hey, is that No, but if you look back historically of how uh, culturally we have changed related to women, uh, it's huge. Yeah. It's really huge. I, in my own family, when I used to listen to my uncle, my father, they they were really like, stay in the kitchen. Hmm. It was literally stay in the kitchen. Why are you opening your mouth? I remember my uncle once telling me when we were having a political argument when I was in college and he says, when he was losing the argument, he says, what do you say? You So that was normal. Hmm. Hmm. And, and from where we've come to at least such issues being raised is... It's it's pretty good. Although in Manal Pandey's piece today, uh, I thought conspicuous by its absence was Sanjay Nirupam's reference to Smriti Rani as a thumke marne wali. Ah, Smriti has also gotten a lot of that in the beginning she because has, of her career in television. I was very disappointed that uh, the only lady who tweeted about this was Sushma Swaraj, which is why I think I like Sushma Swaraj. And she has been uh, Cons- at the receiving end of it. She yeah. did uh, uh, a dance on Yed Desh Hai Veer Jawano Ka and uh, someone from the uh, senior congress leader had a similar kind of comment to who? make that the nachne waliyon ka party on bjp on sushma sora sushma really how she and nachne even paresh rawal kind she's of she's been a lawyer in. and a politician all her life where does nachne maybe because she must have danced once so i guess that famous dance no, like see he had danced on this sushma make uh, a nasty uh, remark about sonia gandhi no, no, she had just said that if she becomes Prime Minister, I'll shave my head, eat chanas and sleep on the ground. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Which was, I remember that. Yeah. But, uh, Any excuse to look beautiful. But, but uh, Manisha, you think um, there has, I mean, to uh, answer Madhu's question, has there been any um, repercussion for anyone who for has misogyny? No. On a moral level, on any moral level, like this guy's. I think the only time. Sex CDs get you out quite quickly that happens a lot like whenever your sex CD comes out you're kind of thrown out of the party like that happened with ARP that happened with a couple of it's that not happening even today uh, so yeah the ARP MLA kind of was strange fired. because it's consensual there Sanjay Joshi yeah. Sanjay Joshi yes. was with BJP that was a big issue Russell. I remember so there was a sex tape of him and that yeah. was out and he was thrown out on Modi's behest anyway Modi uh, was quite uh, at longer heads recently with him. a journalist was arrested for yes yes you know, making one uh, sex tape. Yeah, yeah, we carry the story in Chhattisgarh. Uh, uh, Chhattisgarh. No, but, what, but what my question is that does morality play a role in politics no. at all? I don't think, it I don't think we, we expect all our politicians to be... In terms of corruption, all that. I mean, how many times we've come up... Uh, there are press reports of how many uh, people in parliament have thousands of cases against them. People have won... Uh, elections sitting in jail yes mm. jailed for corruption so I guess uh, that answers no. itself not personal morality like strangely like in the US you do you have this tradition of wanting your leaders to be like married nice moral that I upright. find very odd but because in India in we don't expect our politicians to uh, be personally morally upright pretty liberal in changing partners and, and all that 
So, but they expect their leaders to be moral. Yeah. But Trump is getting away with a lot. A lot. Look at this Daniels, Stormy Daniels. Yeah, I think the whole bar has got with with Trump. It's a different, uh, you know, kind I mean, of. I think it's uh, in political life when people make these kind of statements, they are more authentic representation of our social behavior. Yeah. So uh, that is what we are in our social behavior. And the, and Naresh Agrawal statement, I, I think he said that dance करने वाली, नाचने वाली. जो डांस करते हैं फिल्मों में और यस बट द कोनोटेशन चेंजेस ना मींस एनीवे ही वाज हिटिंग एट हर लोअर पॉलिटिकल कैपिटल दैट दे आर पीपल फ्रॉम द टिंसल टाउन I am somehow a very grounded politician, mm-hmm. so that's, that's a but, rather generous but, view. No, no, but he worded it badly. But what, what that was his. Uh, uh, I I am a party soldier for years, and now they have Basically somehow. Basically, I have uh, parachuted into the parachute political. But he has parachuted in a lot of parties. Anyway, so I uh, I will now just quickly go on to the finance bill, which was passed yesterday. For those of you who don't know, um, Meghnad has written a piece on News Laundry. You can read it. Basically, this is the bill that kind of. um legislates and it makes into law how much money will be assigned to each department and ministry i think there's some 99 of them if i'm not wrong um so you know with ministry of defense the ministry of uh, commerce agriculture how much money do each of them get to spend on themselves uh so this is uh, i'd say among the top 5 most important regular bills that are passed in parliament i mean i'm not talking about any new bill that's introduced 51 ministries um 51 uh, ministries and i think that breaks down to 90 something departments each mm-hmm. ministry because there you know sub departments within ministries as well and um for that bill not to be debated and just go through is you know this whole uh, construct like standing in line and voting is the only measure of democracy it is not seeking accountability it is not the rate at which i rti has responded to if it's our money we have a right to know hamara paisa hame hame hisab do um how bills are passed what happens in parliament these are almost irrelevant measures of a democracy robustness in our popular media narrative and that is tragic you know the whole thing that the electorate has shown how mature it is bullshit you know the same gyan that was being payload district to you know whenever anyone wins or loses the same gyan payloading that happens is just like i find it but other than that there are other things that happen between elections that probably are a bigger indicator of the robustness of a democracy mm. what happened yesterday was one and on that measure we are a primitive oligarchy or you know whatever you want to call it we are not a democracy and that i think is very underrepresented and that's why i highly recommend you read that piece and you see fedesuza's debate on that uh, although i think that went a bit off tangent uh, for a while but all that came back into you know who owns which company that most of our big companies are owned by foreigners evo but the fact is that this bill allowed governments the bjp and congress to take make foreign donations yeah. legal back dated to 1976 which yeah. is when bjp came about and meanwhile they are going at anyone who has even 1 rupee from foreign funding it is it's a mockery man i mean it's it's embarrassing that these guys are not embarrassed and what is even more embarrassing is how our media most of it thinks this is a non issue that's why they reported completely under reported and also when there is a debate is the opposition capable of changing actually changing anything within the bill that's uh, you know debatable that itself is debatable that they can debate it but can they actually say that this 
allocation is not enough or it's too much. I think that is difficult mm. to do at that point. You can debate it and get your just get your rocks off by doing it. Mm. But I don't think it's actually effective. But I think the arrogance with which it was done is what you're saying. It's anti-democratic. And I this is not the first time. I remember we've mentioned this half the seven several times. In fact, 2008, 17 bills were passed in five minutes, yeah. including the SEZ Act yeah. by the yeah. UPA government. I think we spoke yeah. about that. But uh, interestingly, in uh, Sonia Gandhi's interview with Arun Puri at the India Today conclave, and he asked her about the disruptions Congress Party was doing in Parliament, and her answer was, well, they did it to us. Mm. Now, that, I think, is a rather childish mm. uh, perspective because what about democracy? What uh, do you not have any responsibility or duty towards the public that because you're doing tit for tat, uh, the public is getting uh, smashed on this? Mm. It's My issues have taken a back seat. It's the personal ego. Exactly. It's a person. If you did it, we're going to do it. Uh, I, I, that is very immature. Hmm. And they're carrying it out. Manisha, you have anything to add on this? I think on the this? media coverage of it, uh, one big problem is that when we have the parliament beat is generally covered by, I mean, it's in session, reporters go and a lot of them, I mean, basically about collecting bites or what happened. No, we don't really report on a regular basis on parliament as its processes, procedures. And I think that's where uh, Meghna, because he's also worked with an MP, so he knows, you know, how it's supposed to work. It's, uh, you know, he, then he can write those pieces for us and say, okay, this has gone against the norm. But you don't have that in newspapers and that perhaps should change. But, but it's not rocket science. I mean, if at the age of 20, I could just copy the DD reporter. But right? we don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now, I mean, you did have Indian Express and all do it. But I think usually the way to cover parliament is just go there and get the bites. Like, oh, like just record, you have to access your just record whoever's saying whatever and that's it. We don't Actually, really one of the understand the process of... One of the really s- serious holes in, in Indian journalism is legal reporting and parliament reporting. Yeah. They yeah. just take the bare facts when a really good story could be written about it, putting in the color, the expressions, the atmosphere, the in-between things, between the lines, what is happening in both legal reporting. I mean, it's just they take the, they take the judgment and just basically mm-hmm. put it out there without... Uh, and somebody else will write an opinion on it. But the mm-hmm. actual reporting is just zero. Um, Anand, do you want to weigh in on either of these? Means, uh, I think the initiative has to come from the MPs themselves. Most of the ins- MPs are ill-equipped to uh, even intervene on financial matters. So, uh, point. They don't, uh, uh, like, uh, the, uh, many economic issues have technical aspects. Budget has a lot of technical aspects and economic understanding is needed. So there are very few MPs equipped with that knowledge to uh, um, contribute to uh, constructive discourse around it. So uh, other issues which are of general types, they can win about it. But uh, economic issues, uh, only few MPs are equipped to do so. And the, uh, con- uh, and uh, then uh, in the 80s, uh, now also I think they, I, I don't watch you do this. So uh, there was Sansad Samachar of yeah, 15 days, which was mm-hmm. uh, you, you usually means... Uh, uh, before uh, a program, people had to somehow put up with it. Yeah. So uh, uh, that has that has also, I think, it, even Doordarshan is uh, does not have a slot on that. Yeah, but or, because or they have transferred it to DD News. And now they have LSTV and RSTV, yes, so yes. they assume that all the proceedings are there. But 
you know no, uh, but in a situation like this uh, i agree i mean the mps do not uh, you know themselves take the uh, initiative but 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 in these kind of cases the political whip matters sure so 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 here the politically i mean the, the party just issues a whip follow this pass the all, all the things you know on the voice In fact, uh, if you want to know how the whip works, how the whip system works, the anti-defection law, how it impacts parliamentary proceedings, do watch our series, The Constitution. Um, you have to be a subscriber to watch that, but you will get to know exactly how parliament functions. But I will say this: even though they can't weigh in on economic matters, there have been cases in the recent past where a bill that is introduced in parliament has not been listed because all parliament bills have to be listed a day before, so they can come prepared, and a copy has to be given to them. so that they can read it and decide what they have a problem with it on the matter has not been listed the next date is listed last minute the bill is presented to them one hour before it's tabled so what and if it's like a 40 page document really what can you do even if it's not so and on that they have to make a big deal they have to say no this is not what parliament was meant for and they don't make a big deal therefore media doesn't make a big deal even the so, demands for grants in this case was slotted to be discussed at 5 pm and she just pushed it up to 12 pm without like yeah so anything. i mean it's it's a bit of a mockery the how parliament functions it is i mean it's almost like a presidential system we just call it a parliamentary democracy i don't know to what extent that's true um i do want to take you know when madhu said about tit for tat and tumne ye kiya to hum ye karenge i remember in 2007 yogi adityanath who was a little known man at the time he was just an mp from gorakhpur who cried bitterly in parliament because his security was withdrawn and he said there's a threat to my life um uh, azal had he been questioned by the police at all because there was some police was involved because he had said that i'm being harassed by the police or something yeah no so uh, he he was he questioned or what like why or just his security was he was questioned so he was questioned and he cried bitterly that how he's being bullied and stuff and for that same man once he comes into power to say that it's okay to kill people without trial when just a withdrawal of security and questioning by police made him cry like a pathetic wretched baby in parliament i think that shows how the biggest bullies are the weakest whiners and uh, i i just the strongest whiners the strongest whiners <laughs> so yeah uh, you know and so at that time i will i will cry in parliament if that happens to me but when i come to power i will take it to the other extreme and get people knocked off without trial and they don't think they don't see the again self awareness level trump um i'll just quickly read one email and then we can wind up uh, with you know whatever suggestions anyone has okay first of all this letter number 3 by aadhar your name is aadhar i'm assuming that uh, you were not named after the scheme okay i'm joking aadhar <laughs> don't get angry that's so, not nice i mean okay. don't make fun of people's names i'm not even okay ma oh, sorry aadhar so aadhar has said by the way aadhar if um these must be really good times for you because you've been linked to every bank account <laughs> okay no sorry <laughs> such a bad okay. joke okay <laughs> no one laughed at my joke aadhar so okay dear nl team and swati first of all aadhar you've written a letter that's almost 1000 words so i will read the first paragraph and the rest of the listeners can read the rest on the on our website basically aadhar has done a Uh, a critique uh, and a dissection of swati's letter saying that only 20% of our listeners or people who write into us are female and why that's problematic so he says dear anil and swati this is in reference to swati's email that was aired on hafta 161 in which he aired a concern about the skewed gender representation on news laundry listener emails as a recap she highlighted only that only 20% of the listeners emails are from women and this raised the issue 
of a possible gender disparity in NL subscriber base. While the panel nicely explained why the number of listeners' emails are predominantly from men, I'd like to highlight a point that often gets overlooked whenever we talk about gender equality, and that's to with definition of equality itself. Most of the time, the issues raised by women tend to focus on equality of outcomes instead of equality of opportunity. Such outcomes include phenomena such as the gender pay gap, leadership positions at firms, political representation, listener emails, etc. However, what is not often mentioned is that these outcomes are dependent on a large number of other factors such as educational attainment, mentorship, family environment, societal norms, and so on. As a society, our objective should be to ensure that these underlying factors are as gender neutral as possible so that everyone regardless of the gender has an equal opportunity to pursue what they consider best for themselves unfortunately the focus on the discussion often veers towards the outcomes as is the emails which in my opinion is a red herring worse is when the two concepts of equality and outcome are conflated and the discussion gets muddled if the number of women who write to nl are lesser than men that is not something that nl as an organization can control although we tried by doing a nice cute gimmick on women's day giving a discount to women even as we made fun of it ourselves and awful and awesome but i think it was it was something that we could attempt and then he goes on to you know say in another 600 words why that's uh, that's important and then he has touched upon various other issues it's 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 quite an interesting mail i suggest everyone reads it thanks adhar um for writing in thank you for your support and thank you swati for your support as well i hope you guys made use of the women's day special offer so that we can have more women subscribers So uh before we wind up with recommendations does anyone have anything else they want to weigh in about the news coverage that made you say oh wow oh, oh shit that's a line <laughs> from other's show from last week anyone yeah, yeah like uh, Naresh Agarwal's objectionable remarks one remark uh, one comment which didn't make uh, headlines was uh, uh, Akhilesh Yadav say, uh, saying that thodi modi cheating to sabhi log karte hain exam mein kuch oh, really <laughs> yes so reference it, uh, context context uh, the crackdown of uh, the up government on board examination cheating i see so uh, coming back to 90s in 1992 kalyan singh government had uh, enacted the anti copying act hmm. and uh, there was a uh, crackdown on copying and uh, uh, it was uh, very stringent and uh, in the elections next year, uh, elections it uh, uh, fired uh, backfired on the government it, be- it became a major issue in elections and, uh, and one of the copying is right uh, so <laughs> one of the socialist decisions of the new lohiyat uh, mulayam government was to scrap that act so uh, now uh, Though Akhilesh has made a lot of, uh, you can say, U-turns from the, that loyalite legacy of anti-computer, anti-English, and a bit liberal cheating. Hmm. So uh, now, but this statement was disappointing because uh, he uh, he 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 is a different face of uh, SP. But uh, to say that thori moti cheating to chalti hai, this. What so, is the story on uh, his father, Mulayam Singh? What's happening with him? I They're don't probably know. preparing a Mark Darshak Mandal, <laughs> so that the Mark Darshak Mandal of BJP and the Mark Darshak Mandal of SP can sit and do the Mark Darshan themselves. Um, so yeah, recommendations. Uh, Anand, you want to start with yours? Yes, uh, I would uh, recommend a 18-month investigation done by Daily Mirror, the UK tabloid. Uh, about the child sex abuse in telford 
uh, in which uh, more than thousand white girls were mostly white girls were uh, uh, abused by uh, the mostly Asian Muslim community or Pakistani origin mostly and uh, it's uh, covered under the grooming a scandal so they've been groomed for what they've been groomed drugged raped groomed and harassed so uh, uh, it is a few years back BBC did it uh, with uh, the grooming of uh, Sikh girls mm. and last evening Theresa May the British Prime Minister has ordered a public inquiry into it and uh, does uh, disturbing part was that the police uh, ignored uh, the initial investigations and, and reports saying that it would uh, instigate race riots mm. wow. Insti so they took a politically correct position racism ka matter hai so uh, that i thought uh, was how sometimes political correctness can be a liability yeah. for governance Good one. The one thing that we haven't uh, brought up, I think, is um, what's happening in in uh, the United Kingdom, in Britain, uh, with these Rus two Russians who are still hospitalized yeah. from the uh, yeah, poisoning. Uh, poisoning. And the restaurant is poisoned, the table is poisoned. They had to remove the table and clothes and anyone who went there. And yesterday, um, Theresa May uh, threatened sanctions against uh, Russia and also uh, withdrawal of diplomatic relations and Putin laughed and I think what is shockingly you know I won't use the word ironic but I, I don't know what word I'm looking for is that Trump has shrugged it off who would have thought even five years ago that Russia would do something like this in UK and America would say fuck it we don't care and it's it shows to what extent Trump has completely made U.S. foreign policy stand on its head. Even Rex Tillerson's firing, you know, I, I heard a podcast, the Time Magazine podcast, which said it's got not nothing to do with his disagreement on the Iran deal. It has nothing to do with anything else. It has only to do with that fact that he called him a fucking moron, and that's that. And because he all, was also of the view that you can't run foreign policy because you don't like Theresa May, you know. NATO doesn't matter, all these things don't matter. What is remarkable about Trump's presidency is that he has actually uh, successfully destroyed and is continuing to destroy the United States standing in the world, whether mm. it's in Europe by exiting the Paris Accord, um, the way America... He's treating, you know, his yeah, closest America allies. and North and South Korea coming together without any mediation by the United States, making it redundant. Uh, I think all these... Although now they've planned a meeting between Kim Jong-un and, and I Trump. I doubt it'll happen. Yeah, well, they're planning it and uh, looking for a neutral place for them to meet or whatever. But I think the most remarkable change in the world of uh, power politics is how redundant the United States power is slowly becoming and how strong China's and Russia's is. Hmm. I mean, your recommendations, Manisha, but I, or just to that, I'll say America's biggest strength is how quickly they correct themselves. Before you know it, they'll be back on top. Mm. They, their ability to identify this yes. is what our screw up is yeah. and fix it is faster than anybody else. But in they the have world. to get rid of him first and that's a very long process. Mm. No, but they, that, that'll happen in election. It need not happen before that even. 
So a very interesting study from the MIT on fake news uh, and it basically talks about how uh, fake news will always beat truth in terms of its reach and it talks about why uh, anything that's fake is just bound to do better than uh, the fact of a event and it's it's very interesting very interesting read and uh, actually when you get out of your journalist bubble like I went back home to Dehradun I spoke to so many of my relatives and all who do consume postcard news as yeah. I mean it's amazing that WhatsApp of course but they consume postca- uh, postcard as I mean it's news for them yeah and I think Dhruv Rathi also did a really interesting YouTube thing on where the 10th most visited site in India is a fake news website I think run by the BJP IT cell it's above Instagram so just wow. the layer of fake news it's <laughs> It's very interesting to probably look at this why. This piece in the Atlantic that you're talking about? It's in about? the Atlantic. It's yeah. an MIT research. And I think we should do something like that in India to just see why is it so... Attractive. I mean, why is it so attractive? Hmm. Uh, NPR had done a podcast on this years ago, but yeah. Raman, sir. Where did you read this? This is in the Atlantic. It's an okay, MIT so research. I have the same sort of story in uh, the Washington Post. It's probably because the research is from an MIT, MIT lab. So, so it maybe must be based it's, yeah. on the same yeah. research. So on uh, why uh, lies spread faster than, yeah, yeah, than yeah, the yeah. truth. Yeah, so exactly. it's probably the same thing. Uh, I'll recommend, uh, you know, reading Paris coverage of farmers uh, uh, that march to uh, Mumbai. Why? Because uh, newspapers, I mean, digital space gives a lot of space. Uh, and they have given stories of different farmers, not just one, two, I mean, uh, tens of them. So I think uh, it makes a very interesting uh, study. So Paris, Paris coverage of farmers. Madhu? Uh, I read an interesting one written by uh, an African-American woman, uh, how Black Panther, the film, asks us to examine who we are to one another. And I really think uh, films which make us aware and question values and where we are today. I think millions of people have seen Black Panther without any of these issues coming up. So it's interesting to read a journalist who interprets a film in a way that is further than just a film review, but looking at cultural uh, changes for African Americans. I must read it because I've consumed so much Black Panther-related literature in the last, you know, two weeks. And you having, weren't really uh, excited about the movie, right? You didn't no, really but after it. I changed my view, after oh. having consumed a one-hour podcast on Radio Open Source and I read a Time That's Magazine cover story. I mean, because I missed a lot of things in the film. The, I couldn't understand why it was such a big deal. In fact, mm. you can listen to uh, two po- awful and awesome podcasts. The links are below where we discussed the Black Panther. And the after I watched the film, the amount I read about it, and then I watched it again with my niece and nephew. And how much I enjoyed it the second time because a lot of things I missed the first time. And then you understand why it's so significant for the black community. And another uh, very interesting article, I read an interview actually, interview with a very interesting piece that I read, an interview with the author Elizabeth Flock. And it's about her book called The Heart is a Shifting Sea. What she did was, the book is about authentic stories of love in the city of Mumbai. And she moved into three families one Muslim family, one Marwari family, and one Tamil Brahmin family, and joint families. And she lived with them and then wrote about their relationships. That's interesting. Um, I'm going to read both Madhu's recommendations this week. I have two recommendations this week. Uh, one is, um, I will al- always recommend, please subscribe and spread the word. Mufat Khors, come on, pay up. Uh, now everyone's going down the subscription way. 
you guys really need to weigh in and realize based on Manisha's and Madhu's recommendation on fake news why you have to pay to keep news accurate one is um, this piece is in the slate I've tw- tweeted it out as well black athletes have started celebrating their victories with the Wakanda forever salute from Black Panther so it's not really so much a reading piece I mean of course there's a bit of reading but it's kind of uh, what do you do it when you put all the videos together uh, timelined it what uh, uh, yeah, basically <laughs> that. You've done a wash word that was our phrase That's on it. <laughs> basically, uh, you know, tennis players, football players, um, rugby players, black players, when they win, they do the Wakanda Forever salute. And you realize the impact that this film has had across the world. It's crossed a billion dollars in revenue. And it, it gives you goosebumps. You know, this this young uh, tennis player girl doing the Wakanda Forever salute. And then uh, the Wakanda salute, of course, by the Manchester United striker. So uh, that was one. The second piece I want to recommend is basically this is something that I've been saying forever that we live in a post-ideological world. I think we have for a while but because people dig their heels in whether I am communist or leftist or whether I'm right of center or market uh, and they identify themselves. It's a really good podcast. Uh, It's called Rigging the Economy, Planet Money which shows how regulation how economies are rigged, even the so-called free market like the US, by a few gatekeepers who don't want more competition. It happens at an even bigger scale in India. So those of you who thought liberalization changed everything and now everything was free, no, rigging was more. It may have benefited a lot more people, but it is still rigged. There is no such thing as this free market that everybody talks about. And therefore... There is regulation everywhere. One just has to figure how much regulation in what direction and where it is required. Uh, And I think if one just listens to this podcast, one would break out of the, I think, a little ill-informed and limited, this is a, a free market argument, this is a regulation leftist argument. That's all bullshit. What works is transparency, sunshine laws in a democracy. That will help whether it is a socialist program, whether it is a free market program. Neither program is worth jack shit if it's done in the veil of secrecy in a corrupt government. So I think corruption is the common thread that can make everything work efficiently. And that is least tackled. Sorry, that's my rant. Thank you, panel, for coming on the Hafta. Thank you, listeners. I would request you once again to write to us at contact at newslawny.com with the subject line NL Hafta for any criticism you have or any inputs, please try to keep your word count to 200 words. If you have abuse, you can leave it on my timeline on Twitter. Uh, And if you have any friends who you'd like to urge to subscribe so you can pay to keep news free, please do so. Thank you, Anand. Thank you, Manisha. Thank you, Raman sir. Thank you, Madhu. Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Newslaundry.